What is up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Zeke Said So Show. Uh, this is the one and only show where we talk about all things movie news, video games, television, comic books, and all that sorts of good stuff. Um, and uh, yeah, what a uh, show we got for you today. We missed out on last week's episode. I do sincerely apologize for that, but we are back. We, we, are, we are back. And don't worry, not going anywhere. I just... Had to, had just been busy, you know, life, it's busy, there's just so much stuff to do and not enough time to do it, so, <laughs> um, before we get started with anything, I do want to let, let you guys know that there's a brand new episode of Throwback Thursday up on the podcast feed right now, uh, I am reviewing uh, Trick or Treat, starting off the Halloween, uh, starting off uh, the Halloween season with some good little... Uh, horror movie uh, review and so we're going to be reviewing horror movies all throughout the, the Halloween season and Throwback Thursday is almost ending it's almost coming to its season finale so definitely check it out um, and there's also a brand new episode of the Web Slingers podcast um, there's also you know the season one recap of Avatar the After Show that went up uh, a couple weeks ago um, or it might have been last week, I can't remember, but, uh, went up, and so you guys can check out the season one recap, uh, for Avatar of the After Show, and then join us when we return for season two. So let's, uh, let's not waste any time, let's get back and let's talk, uh, let's get into the movie news. Uh, this is the one and only part of the show where we take three movie news topics, or television news, and we, uh, break them down. Uh, so... Let's start with this first one. I wanted to talk about this one first because it is near and dear to my heart. Um, I think for those of you who know, who knew, who've listened to me for any period of time, you guys know that my most anticipated movie for 2020 was Disney Pixar's Soul. Um, I have been really looking forward to this movie, really ever since they dropped the first trailer. Um, ever since I saw that first trailer uh the the teaser i mean um i was super excited for it then i saw the trailers and the trailers after have been so fantastic and i'm like i can't wait to see this in a theater well then the theater shut down and uh we haven't gotten soul it was supposed to come out in the summer then it got pushed to i believe it was november um and then when movie theaters opened up it looked like we were finally going to get the movie in november and then Cineworld and Regal announced that they were shutting the movie theaters back down because of the lack of movies that are going to be showing. And then, yeah, we got this announcement that uh, Soul is going to be heading straight to Disney Plus on December 25th. Now, as far as I know, it is not, you will, you will be able to watch Soul for free. It's not going to be like Mulan where they're going to charge you 30 bucks to watch Soul. Um, even though I probably would have paid the 30 bucks to see it, they're not going to do that. Um, but what is happening is that in countries that don't have Disney Plus, um, Soul will get its theatrical debut thea- uh, internationally in all international markets but only in countries where Disney Plus is not available. So if you live in a country where Disney Plus just you you don't you can't, you don't have any access to Disney Plus, 
then Soul will be released in a theater um, in that country. Um, now, this obviously kind of kind of breaks my heart, but it's kind of understandable. You know, uh, Disney has been doing a lot of doing this with a lot of their movies um, that were supposed to come out. They did it with Artemis Fowl, which is not a good movie. Um, Mulan, which is also not a good movie. Um, and they've done it, and now they're doing it with Soul. Uh, they also did it with Onward, which is a good movie. But Onward, that was also a different scenario because Onward was one of the last movies that was theatrically released in theaters. Um, and... I don't know. It it just it, to me it feels um it's understandable as to why Disney's going to do this because you know there's no telling when movie theaters are going to when when we're actually going to be getting I mean I I will be I won't be surprised if tomorrow AMC announced that they were going to shut their doors again. Um because Regal just announced that they're shutting their doors. And the only reason why they're doing it is because there ain't no new releases coming out. You know? Studios are continuing to push their movies back to either next year or straight to VOD. That they're not willing to take the risk and just put it out in theaters. Um, they've seen how well that worked out with Tenet and with... Uh, with uh new mutants and bill and uh well bill and ted actually yeah bill and ted had a had a limited theatrical release and just had its vod debut but anyway um so i'm not surprised but um i will say it is going to be nice to that i will finally get to see my most anticipated because that's all i cared about really i didn't care if they put it straight to disney plus or if they put it in theaters. I just wanted to see the movie in 2020 because it was my it is my most anticipated film for 2020 and if it didn't come out in 2020 then I kind of would have um been a little bit sad by that. But nope, it is coming straight to Disney Plus on December 25th. Now, here's the question. Will it actually be a good movie? We'll have to wait and see. Because Again, like I said, the movies that Disney has been putting straight to Disney Plus have not been good. Um, like, again, Artemis Fowl was garbage. Uh, they had Mulan, which was also garbage. At least to me. I didn't like Mulan. I know there are some people who did like it, and that's cool. Like what, it, you know... All film is subjective. If you liked Mulan, that's great. Me, personally, I did not like the movie. I thought it was a wretched pile of garbage. Um, and just not a good movie. Just not a good movie at all. Um, so, hopefully, Soul will kind of break that streak. And it will be the first movie on Disney+. Plus That will be good. And not a pile of crap like... Mulan or Artemis Fowl. Um, and, uh, yeah, we'll just have to wait and see what happens. Um, hopefully it will be more like Onward and not like uh, Artemis Fowl or Mulan. So, 
All right. Uh, let's go ahead and move on to the next movie news topic. And we got, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight movies that have been delayed. So we got to run through these. We got to talk about each of these movies real quick. Okay, so the first movie that has been delayed is James Bond's No Time to Die. And that has been delayed to April 2nd, 2021. Uh, Fast and Furious 9 has also... Uh, gotten its new release date to May 28th, 2021. Uh, Dune, which just released its first trailer a couple weeks ago, um, has pushed its release date back to October 1st of 2021. Uh, The Batman has been delayed to March 4th of 2022. Uh, Jurassic World 3, Jurassic World Dominion, uh, has been pushed back to June 10th of 2022, a whole year from its initial re- from its initial release date. Um, the Flash has been delayed to November 4th, 2022. Uh, Shazam 2 has been delayed to June 2nd, 2023, and Black Adam has been pushed back, but no release date has been set for Black Adam. Um, and I believe Aquaman 2 also got pushed back. I just forgot to put that down. I don't remember where that, what, what year that got, what release date that got, but I'm pretty sure Aquaman 2 got its release date pushed as well. Um, let's, let's start with, let's start with, uh, let's start with No Time to Die. Um, so James Bond was obviously one of the first movies to get its release date pushed when this whole um, COVID-19 pandemic started. Um, they pushed it back to November of 2020, and it's it stayed there. Uh, it kind of stayed there for, for a little while. Um, and then, you know, we kind of, I kind of assumed, I just assumed this whole time, that James Bond, it was gonna stick it. It was they were gonna keep the release date there, and it was gonna come out in uh, November. And I thought they would be actually keeping it there and just kind of. I thought the studio would 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 have more confidence that this that people will rush out to see this movie. Well, that's not really the case. Uh, as we as we kind of found out uh, a few weeks ago that No Time to Die had been pushed back to April 2nd of 2021. Um, and this was the movie that caused Cineworld slash Regal Theaters to shut their doors again. Um, so, what do I... What, what do I think of this? Um, I understand the again with all these delays i understand them but also this is coming from someone who has been inside of a movie theater um and a traditional movie theater who actually got to go and sit in a movie theater watching uh empire strikes back um um i felt as say at least to me I felt as safe as I can possibly be in a movie theater. I never felt like I was going to run into anybody who wasn't wearing a mask. I felt like I was 
keeping my distance from those who um, weren't wearing their mask. Um, never once did I feel like, oh, I, I don't think I should ever go back to a movie theater. It made me want to go back to a movie theater, you know. Um, and I just think that No Time to Die should have kept their release date. They should have stuck with it. Now, I have zero doubts. Actually, no. No, no. That Let me rephrase that. I have full 100% doubt that Wonder Woman's going to stay in 2020. There's no way that's the case anymore. Um, I do believe that Wonder Woman 1984 is going to move to 2021. Um, that's just plain and simple. That's just how I feel. Um because of no time to die if no time to die was still coming out in november then i wouldn't have then i would still have confidence in wonder woman 1984 but because no time to die just had its release date pushed back i don't think wonder woman 1984 is going to stay in its spot just because um you know are theaters even going to be open by like are is regal going to open up its movie theaters for Wonder Woman 1984. That's the that's the big question. You know. Because Regal Theaters. Even though AMC is a bigger movie chain than Regal Theaters. Regal Cinemas slash Cineworld. Is a huge chain. It's, the, it's one of the biggest movie theater chains ever. And to think that they're keeping their doors closed. There's going to be a lot of people who aren't going to want to go to an AMC to go see Wonder Woman. I mean, if they're so desperate. like I know for someone like me who wants to go see Wonder Woman 1984, I'll probably rush out to an AMC theater near me and go catch, uh, catch a showing, you know. But I don't. I just don't know if there's a lot of people who are willing to go. I don't know. It, it, to me, it just, I feel like with... With the pushback of No Time to Die, I don't have any confidence that Wonder Woman 1984 is going to stay in December. I just don't believe that whatsoever. Um, in fact, I'll be expecting them to announce it literally after I'm done recording the show today. So, um, let's let's move on. Um, Dune. Let's talk about Dune for a second. I'm kind of frustrated with this one because... They put out a trailer, probably knowing that they were going to push this movie back. So my question is, why would you put out your first trailer a whole year in advance? Why would you do that? I mean, at least with... Movies like Black Widow, they released a trailer three or three or four three or four months in advance. But a full year? Knowing that you guys were going to push that movie back, you guys still wanted to 
trick the fans into thinking that the movie was going to come out this year by putting out your first official trailer. If it was a teaser, then that'd be fine. But you put out a full two and a half minute trailer for a movie that's now not going to come out till October 1st. It's it's super frustrating. Super frustrating. Um, let me talk about the Batman. Uh, this one I one hundred percent um kind of figured it was going to happen because here's here's the thing. Okay, there was those reports that went out that somebody on the Batman set had tested positive for uh for uh, COVID nineteen. And they had to halt production for two weeks so that everyone on set can get um, tested. Um, those reports claim that it was Robert Pattinson. Um, which, by the way, Warner Brothers still has not confirmed whether or not it was Robert Pattinson. But... I, I do understand this pushback because... I mean, not only is 2021 just getting more and more crowded, um, uh, there's no way that the Batman could still come out. And, you know, they're, they're going to need more time to shoot more of the stuff that they couldn't shoot during those two weeks that they were all kind of quarantined themselves, you know. Um, so I completely understand that one. Jurassic World 3, I also get it. Because Jurassic World 3, um, recently they just put out that they're taking a two-week pause on production because of, uh, I believe it was three people who tested positive for, uh, for, for COVID-19. Um, so they decide they pushed theirs back a whole year. Um, the Flash, not really surprising because the Flash, honestly, we should have gotten this Flash movie back in like 2017 or 2018, so whatever. Um, Shazam 2, I'm kind of bummed out that we're not going to get to see Shazam 2 until 2023, um, because I've been really looking, I'm really looking forward to Shazam 2 and I really want to see that movie. Um, and then Black Adam... Black Adam is the same thing I'll say about Batman. The Rock ha- had that announcement that he had te- that he and his whole family had tested positive for coronavirus. Um, I've seen his pictures on. Uh, we, I've seen the pictures he's posted on Instagram, so I assume he's doing a lot better, um, which just proves that if the Rock can beat the coronavirus, then then we then we all can. Um, so, but anyway, yeah, I, this is also understandable. I, although I don't know why they wouldn't have a release date for it, why they wouldn't have a new release date for it. Um, now most of you are probably going to ask, why did I skip over Fast 9? Because I kind of figured that Fast 9 was going to announce their release, because I think the only thing that they announced about their release date was that it was coming out in April. They didn't choose a specific release date until now. 
like, I think I think they wanted to come out on April second, and then when uh, No Time to Die ended up there, they were like, okay, well, we're just gonna push it back to May twenty eighth. So it is what it is. So, yep, more movies are getting delayed. I expect more movies will get delayed at some point. I do expect movies like. Wonder Woman 1984 to get delayed. Um, uh, I think Wonder Woman 1984 is actually the only movie that was coming out this year that is still scheduled to come out this year. Huh. That's interesting to me. Um, uh, Okay. Let's take a look here at the third movie news topic, or television news topic, because Green Lantern Corps is going straight to is going straight to a series uh, at HBO Max. Uh, this will be a ten episode season uh, that will feature uh, Green Lantern's uh, Green Lantern characters like Guy Gardner, Jessica Cruz, Simon. Uh, Baze, Simon Baz, okay, and Alan Scott. So, no mention of Hal Jordan, no mention of, what's the other, what's, who's the other one? Why am I forgetting the other one? He was in Justice League, the animated series. This is gonna, this is gonna really frustrate me when I have to look this up. I love that animated series. I cannot think of the name of that Green Lantern. This is when I wish I was doing this show live so I can look up live comments. But, and of course my computer is being slow. Okay, well I'm not even going to look it up. Um, so, let me see. Uh, yep, so the, the show also has uh, some showrunners um, and co-writers. What just happened? Okay. Okay, there we go. Alright, sorry guys. Technical difficulties. My bad. <sighs> okay. Um, now, what do I think of this? Um, I like it. I like it. And I like the fact that they're actually going with a team of Green Lanterns instead of just one. Because I've always been more fascinated. I've always thought Green Lantern could work best as kind of like... This could be your Guardians of the Galaxy. You know. Um, because the Green Lantern Corps in the comics, they're basically they're basically space cops. That's that's what they are. That, that's exactly what they are. They're space cops. You know. Um and I've always felt like you could have come up with a really great buddy cop story with the Green Lantern in the Green Lan- in that Green Lantern side of the DC universe. Um, my idea for a Green Lantern movie actually involved Jessica Cruz and Hal Jordan kind of running around and um, uh, and facing off uh, galactic foes, um, and while trying to also kind of like solve a um, uh, like a a mystery that's going with a, a bunch of killings that were going on across the galaxy. Um, 
that was kind of my idea of what a Green Lantern movie could be. But now that they're doing this, they're doing this show. It's going to be 10 episodes long. There's a lot you can do in a in a television series. I mean, we've seen with shows like The Mandalorian and with um, Breaking Bad, um, uh, Avatar The Last Airbender, that there's a lot more stories you can tell with um, a, a season of television. Like, think about it with Stranger Things. Stranger Things has, what, eight, ten episodes per season, and they are able to tell their whole story as consistently as a movie can within those episodes. I think it's why I've started to gain more appreciation for television, is because because up until this point, the only television show I was a, I was obsessed with was Avatar The Last Airbender. But now that I've seen shows like Breaking Bad and shows like Game of Thrones and The Mandalorian, which all can... Which all did the same thing that Avatar The Last Airbender did, which is telling these consistent stories um, within the scope of 10 episode seasons. I think this is where storytelling, I think the best type of storytelling is starting to happen more in television than it is in movies. Not that I don't hate movies anymore. Like I still love movies. They are my number one passion. I think television though is going down this route where they are starting to they are starting to come up with movie level stories. You know. <clears throat> and also a lot of these movies kind of re- a lot of the movies nowadays kind of rely on big spectacle or nostalgia or stuff like that. Um whereas television their number one focus is to tell the best story that they can. Um and I think that's what the MCU does very well is that the MCU kind of treats their movies as if they are one big television series. You know, each each episode of a television show like The Mandalorian is kind of a standalone story, but it all connects in some way shape or form. Same with the MCU. Each movie in the MCU is its own standalone thing, but they're all connected and they all have an impact on the other. Um and I think that's what Green Lantern is going to end up being for HBO Max. It's going to be, yes, it's going to be a show that is connected. And each event of each episode hap- has an impact on the other. But they're also going to be able to tell these standalone stories. Like maybe they'll have an entire episode where a side mission is protect the small... I mean, it could be like a Magnificent Seven type of story where the Green Lantern Corps has to go and protect this small village that's being attacked by raids like by by space raiders or something you know um which was actually a plot of one of the episodes of mandalorian but okay um but yeah i i like this news i'm really interested i'm intrigued um and we'll just have to see where they go as far as know how jordan i'm not surprised by that because i feel like the audience will kind of rem- I think the only way audiences will remember how Jordan is hey isn't that the guy from that really terrible Gr- green lantern movie so you know but um introducing characters like Guy Gardner and Jessica Cruz who can be like a potential uh great female superhero uh is also uh very intriguing to me so all right uh, let's move on to the review segment. And the review segment, uh, this is where I'm going to review a uh, movie or a TV show. And I am going to, I am reviewing 
Cobra Kai Seasons 1 and 2. So Seasons 1 and 2 of Cobra Kai are on Netflix. If you have not watched Cobra Kai, do not, and I mean do not, listen to this review. There are spoilers coming. If you want to skip past it, go to the Q&A segment. Just get out of here. Don't listen anymore because I'm going to get into spoilers. So here's the here are some of the spoilers for. Uh, here are my thoughts on Cobra Kai. This is one of my favorite shows of all time. This has become one of my favorite shows of all time. I love this show. Every single like element of this show is great because it's not just a show that's basically like. Oh, hey, you remember this from the Karate Kid or remember this from the Karate Kid? It's a show that takes the legacy of what made the Karate Kid movie so unique and so special, but updates it and brings it into a modern context in a new and original way. While not coming up with the same story as the original Karate Kid movies. When the first episode, you watch the first episode of Cobra Kai, and you think it's ba- it's going to be the same uh, story, but it doesn't. It takes interesting and unique turns. Um, there's uh, some great. You see both sides of the situation because you see John, uh, Johnny's point of view, who is opening Cobra Kai, and then you see. Uh, 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 Daniel's, uh, Daniel's point of view when he opens, uh, Miyagi-Do, which, by the way, um, Ralph, oh, man, what's his last, I can never pronounce his last name, <sighs> anyway, the actors for both Johnny and Daniel are fantastic, they still keep the same attitudes that they kept throughout that uh, previous, uh, for that previous, uh, for the for the movies at least, and they and they stay true to who they were while also being different, while also being different characters. You know, uh, Daniel is a little bit more like Miyagi, where he's a little bit more wise and kind of um, uh, is teaching people more about how karate can be used as more of like a you know, having more respect for, for karate. Um, whereas Johnny is teaching these kids that karate is about self-defense and it's about punching the other guy in the face. Um, which, you know, he ultimately does change his tune a little bit once, um, send, uh, once, uh, Crease, well, once John Crease comes back into the picture, um, which he is fantastic in this show as well. Um, and also the, 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 the new characters, um, Miguel is fantastic. Um, Peyton List character is one of the most um, frightening human beings I've I've met uh, in a television show. I've seen in a television show, I should say. Um, and then Hawk, the little redhead mohawk kid, uh, also really terrifying <laughs> especially towards the end of season two when he when he starts like um attacking the his former friend um and 
I gotta talk about how season two ends. I gotta talk about how it ends. Uh, it ends with a all-out brawl at the high school, and Robbie, who is um, Johnny's biological son, uh, and you know, there's a great kind of um, father-son dynamic there between Johnny and. Uh, you know, not just with Johnny and his son, but also with Robbie, who is Johnny's son, and uh, Daniel, who he sees as kind of like a father figure. Um, and, <laughs> um, but anyway, Robbie and Miguel get into this fight, and Miguel decides, you know what, I'm gonna listen to, uh, to Johnny and I'm not going to I'm not I'm going to show I'm going to show a little bit of mercy. But Robbie decides to uh decides to get up and kick Miguel off of the uh off of the top of the stairs and Miguel ends up in the hospital and he mm. <laughs> and they leave the show on that big of a cliffhanger and it's I I just remember thinking, oh my gosh, season three is going to be crazy. And they just had the trailer for season three. Well, not a trailer, but like a, more like a sneak peek of season three um, a few weeks ago. I love this show, guys. Uh, because, again, so let me let me compare this to another franchise that tried to revigorate itself after years of being kind of forgotten about um so when star wars episodes seven eight and nine were announced okay we kind of thought oh they're gonna obviously capitalize on the nostalgia but they're also going to come up with a brand new story that um pushes forward the narrative instead of constantly reminding us hey this is why you like star wars um but unfortunately, when we got to the sequel trilogy, that's all it ever was. It was basically, I mean, I would say minus The Last Jedi, which actually did try to tell an original story that people didn't like. Um, episodes 7 and 9 try to constantly remind you, hey, this is why you like Star Wars. And even Rogue One and Solo, even while Rogue One tried to uh, tried to tell a, a new story solo and rogue one both even did the same thing that se uh, seven and nine did which was uh, hey this is why you like star wars remember this remember that remember this um and i feel like um cobra kai almost takes more of the route of creed where you know creed you know, even though Creed won, yes, it told the same story as Rocky. It told a similar story to Rocky one. It also made it fresh and original. Cobra Kai starts out by telling the same story as the Karate Kid. The first episode, you think it's basically going to be the Karate Kid for a new generation. But then the more you watch the show, the more you get into it, you realize it is a very different story than Karate Kids 1, 2, and 3. 
it's a completely different story than all three of those combined. Um, and there are references to the original, but the references aren't shoehorned into your face. And they're also spread out amongst ten amazing episodes per season that are just phenomenal. In fact, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go back and rewatch it. As soon as I finish watching some other shows, I'm going to go back and rewatch Cobra Kai season seasons one and two and get myself ready for season uh, three, which drops in 2021. So I... Overall, I gotta say, I love, 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 loved Cobra Kai. Um, I'm loving it so far. We'll see how Season 3 does, but hopefully Season 3 can do what, basically what what Breaking Bad did after its first two seasons. Breaking Bad, what I love about that show was that each season got better and better and better. So far with Cobra Kai... Season 2 is better than Season 1, and they're, it's constantly improving each episode that goes by. Each episode that goes by, it's constantly improving, you know. Um, hopefully, Season 3 can, can be released, and it can get to that next level, you know. Same way that Breaking Bad did, where after Season 3, uh, after Season 2, uh, Breaking Bad Season 3 was better. After season three, uh, season four was better. And then after season four, season five was just phenomenal. So, I gotta say, I, I'm loving Cobra Kai seasons one and two so far. And I gotta, get, I gotta go very a very high score with this one. I gotta go 10 out of 10 for Cobra Kai seasons one and two. Um, I highly doubt that this show will get any worse than what I think it is right now. Um, it's This is definitely not like a Star Wars Rebels or a Game of Thrones where some episodes were trash and then some episodes were phenomenal and then some episodes were kind of mediocre. Um, each episode just got better and better and better and better for me. And I love every single second of this show. So, all right. Uh let's go ahead and let's uh let's let's go ahead and get into the Q&A segment, but before we do that, uh it is time for us to take the commercial break. So, hey, so sit back, relax, uh and we will be right back with the Zeke said so show. What is up guys, it is me Zeke the Geek here and I am the host of the best podcast on you on the internet called the Zeke Said So Show. If you are a fan of the Zeke Said So YouTube channel, then go to the Zeke Said So Show where we talk about movies, video games, comic books, uh, you know, anything, anything and everything we talk, we talk about it. I'm joined by uh, some guests including the including Robert the Ghostwriter Martinez and that one kid or whoever want, whoever else wants to be on my podcast, they are welcome to join. I am joined by one guest or sometimes it will just be me by myself and you, and you guys get to join us as I take your questions after I talk about three movie news topics. We're talking about all things nerd stuff, nerd related and geek related. So if you are a fan of movies, television, video games, and comic books and much, much more, 
go go start listening to the Zeke Said So show on Anchor, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. That is where it can be found. Zeke Said So show, Anchor podcast. Go check it out. If you are a fan of the Zeke Said So YouTube channel, Zeke Said So show podcast, you can go to my Patreon account and subscribe and support that channel. We have plenty of tiers that are perfect for your benefits. We have the $2 tier where you can donate, where if you donate $2, get your, you get a shout out right here on, on my YouTube channel. I do that for you guys. Or you can go to the $5 tier where you will get film commentaries. That's where I will watch a movie. You guys watch along with me and I'll just kind of talk about my thoughts throughout the movie. Kind of like how all friends do it when you sit down with a group of friends watching a movie together you guys like to talk about it uh, amongst each other and then you have the ten dollar tier which is you get to request a movie that I get to review on a throwback Thursday podcast that I do that week so request you get to do a request for any movie that I can review on throwback Thursday or any of or my Zeke Central podcast anything I will talk about it if you donate to that tier. But if you guys can't donate to the Patreon, that is completely okay. I'm not mad at you. You still watch the channel. You're still supporting me on that level by watching the channel anyway. But if you're interested in really supporting the channel, if you're interested in getting a shout out, checking out some film commentaries, and requesting a movie review, go to my Patreon link in the description below and get your take of the Zeke Said So channel. Throwback Thursday is better than ever. If you go to the podcast feed on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast, you can go support Throwback Thursday. Starting on January 9th, you will get more Throwback Thursdays, starting with my review for Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring, and we're going to be reviewing all types of movies, whether they came out in in the 20s or whether they came out last year whether they came out the year before that whenever they came out before now we are going to review those movies for you guys so if you're interested go check out the throwback thursday on the podcast feed on the zeke said so podcast feed go check it out and let's go back to well the past All right, and we are back with this episode of the Zeke Said So Show. So we're going to move on to the Q&A segment. How do you guys send in the Q&A question? Well, it's very, very simple. You just send it in through Twitter, Instagram, or the YouTube comment section, and I will answer them right here on the show. So let's get started. Let's talk. Let's let's answer your guys' questions. And, uh, and I decided to do a bit of an Ask Me Anything, so some of these might be personal questions. Some of them might be movie-related or television questions or whatever. So... Uh, let's start with this first one here. Uh, you always say you're busy, but what are you doing? Um, what a interesting question that you may ask on this uh, special episode where it's my basically my return to the successful show. Um, so yeah, I um, I always make the excuse every time I do, every time I make an, a hiatus, I always make the excuse that I've been busy. Um, which is true. Um, this week has actually been very, very kind of hectic. Um, I'm not. Well, I'm not afraid to share a bit of personal information with you guys. I mean, I was recently um, uh, let go. Uh, I won't go into details on uh, what happened. I uh, will not go into details. 
Um, but uh, I was recently let go from a job that I've had for the past few months, and so, um, so I've been very busy. I've been kind of recuperating from that. I've also been trying. I've I've you know also got a uh, you know. Uh, just got a, I got a new job off, uh, offer doing an, another bit of work, you know, um, but also I got a short film that I'm planning. I got, uh, scheduling. I have so many things that I'm doing, um, as regards to not just personal, but also professional life as well. Uh, um, been thinking about going back to school, been thinking about a lot of things, and, uh, you know, it just, there's, it's a lot to kind of handle, and plus you got to add a, a, a podcast, a weekly podcast that I do, sometimes I'm going to miss a week, and, you know, I've had, you know, again, I've had life changes the past couple of weeks, um, so it's, it's been a little, been a little hectic, but, uh, I think, but, I think I, 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 I pull through, uh, I usually pull through these situations, uh, uh, whenever I go through something like this, I usually pull through, um, and this is just another instance where I'm pulling through and I'm using, uh, my love of movies and television, video games and comics, um, as kind of my escape from all the stuff that's going on in my life, so, um, yeah, um, okay, <clears throat> Uh, what is the passion for film? Well, I'm glad you asked. So I put up on my Instagram, I put up a, uh, um, a picture of a script, uh, called The Passion for Film. Um, it is a short film that I'm working on. I'm actually going to do a YouTube video kind of explaining that. Um, but first I got to edit, uh, I got to edit a, uh, basically a podcast promotion video a chant uh but uh, after i post that video i'll be doing a new one i'll be filming a new one actually probably this weekend um talking to you guys about um the script and talking to you guys about um what it is and who's involved i'm gonna announce some people who will be involved um in the in the script so um it'll be uh it'll be it'll be interesting to say the least so um keep your eyes out for that uh okay let's see here uh thoughts on cineworld slash regal shutting down again um like like i so yeah i mentioned it in the delays but yeah i'm a little bummed out that they're closing down because regal is my favorite movie theater chain like ever and so I am a little bummed out that they are going out. But I am glad that I got to see a movie there before they shut down. You know, I had I actually, you know, had a, had used a, a a free ticket that I've been holding on for a while. So so it's uh so I used it and I went to go see Star Wars The Empire Strikes Back and my oh my did it feel great to go see Star Wars The Empire Strikes Back in a theater. I have never seen it in a theater before. And it felt great to see that movie in theaters. I I had never seen any of the Star... I mean, the only Star Wars movies that I have seen in theaters were 7, Rogue One, 8, Solo, and then Episode 9. But I had never seen 
episodes one through six um, in theaters. And to get to see Star Wars The Empire Strikes Back, which is my favorite Star Wars movie in a theater, just felt so good. It felt so great um, seeing that long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Well, first it starts with the Fox fanfare. And then it gets to a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. And then, boom, Star Wars, The Empire Strikes Back. I was like, oh, man, this is awesome. Seeing this movie in a theater is is, is great. So, um, okay. Um, but, yeah, uh, I hope Regal decides to open up again. I hope – I think that they will open up closer to uh, closer to the end of the year. Uh, maybe as late the the latest January of next year. So, okay. Favorite Kevin Hart film? Uh, I don't love a lot of Kevin Hart movies. There are a couple that I think are good. Um, Central Intelligence I think is awesome. The one he did with The Rock. I actually have the poster for it up in my studio. I'm looking at it right now, actually. Um, that movie's awesome. Um, I like the Jumanji movies that he's in. Um, also with The Rock. Um, you know what movie actually is very underrated that I don't think a lot of people talked about? Um, was, um, The Upside that he did with Brian Cranston. That movie's awesome. And he's, and it was one of the performances where I thought he really showed off that he can do dramatic work as well. Because he's not just... You know, I mean, yes, Kevin Hart is known for being funny, for being the the funny, the funny guy. Um, but I don't think he was able. I think he was able to prove with the upside that he could switch and do dramatic work. Um, and I and that's why I like that movie is that it it just shows another level of Kevin Hart that I that I hadn't seen from him. Really, as an actor, because he's been playing the same type of character in every movie he's in. You know, whether it's Central Intelligence, where he's kind of the scared little guy teaming up with this super big, you know, guy caught up in a big situation. Just like the same character he played in Ride Along with Ice Cube, where he was this bit, where he was this little guy caught up in a with uh, this big, you know guy who was caught in a big situation you know so yeah um but yeah no i i like i like central intelligence and i like um the upside so i will say those two for me uh will you ever review the star wars movies on throwback thursday um i don't want to spoil what's in the works as far as throwback thursday season two um but let me just tell you star wars is Star Wars is going to be the next, some of my next, Star Wars is probably going to be, I'm probably going to fit Star Wars into uh, my series of reviews, so, alright, most underrated Pixar movie, most underrated Pixar movie, oh man, Um, I'm going to go with A Bug's Life on that one, I don't think A Bug's Life gets as much credit as I think it should get, Um, I think that movie is awesome. I think it's super, super funny. Um, there's one part of that movie that always kills me, and it's the, I die, die, die. Um, that makes me laugh every single time. Or even, um, 
I am a cute little bumblebee. Here I come. <laughs> that makes me laugh. Um, so yeah, I'll say I'll say a Bug's Life is the most underrated one. I will say the other uh, another one that I thought was actually pretty underrated um, uh, was <sighs> man. Now I'm trying to think. Um, it's a movie that I a lot of people I know don't really love it, but I think it's a ma- I think it's pretty much close to being a masterpiece. Uh, Ratatouille, I think, is also pretty. I know there's a lot of people who love that movie, but I've met so many people, more than twenty people, who do not like that movie, and I'm like, <gasps> how can you not like Ratatouille? That movie's awesome. It's so awesome. But, yeah. Oh, well. They don't really like it. Um, Okay. Uh, Let me zoom in a little bit so I can actually read. Okay. Uh, Jason Bourne or James Bond? Who wins in a fight and who has the better movies? Uh, Well, uh, as far as the better movies, I think James Bond has a lot of movies that are superior to... uh, And I'm not even just comparing the hundreds of hundreds of James Bond movies that there have been over the years. I'm talking about the the more the more recent ones, the Daniel Craig ones. I think the Daniel Craig ones have been easily more superior than the um than the Jason Bourne movies. Um but as far as who would win in a fight, uh Bourne. You know, uh Jason Bourne if you watch all the all the Bourne movies I mean, there's no question. Jason Bourne wins in a fight. I mean, come on. <laughs> I mean, I think the only person who can beat Jason Bourne that's not James Bond, I think, is John Wick. I think John Wick can is the only person who can probably beat Jason Bourne. But other than that, I think Jason Bourne wins in a fight with James Bond. But as far as the movies go, I mean, come on. Casino Royale, one of the greatest action movies of all time. Um, Skyfall, I think, is amazing. A lot of people don't like it, but I actually kind of like Spectre. So, let's hope No Time to Die is actually going to be on that level, if we'll ever, if we ever see it. Um, okay. Uh, thoughts on the plot details for Ready Player Two? I could not care less. Um, here's the thing. I I've never not cared more in my uh, entire life for a Ready Player One sequel. Like I. I love I love the I like the book I like the first book and I really enjoyed the movie but do I need a sequel to it not really I don't really need a sequel to it um I'm okay with the first one that we got but I'm not I don't I don't really know if I want to see a um I don't know if I want to see a sequel to be honest with you um so as far as the plot details go I've never not cared more <laughs> about anything um, so, alright, uh, favorite movie to watch while you eat, well, as a matter of fact, I talked about that on Throwback Thursday, um, it is the movie Chef, go check out my review for Chef, um, that is a movie that I can, whenever I eat, I normally eat while watching television shows, I try to catch up on a lot of television shows while I eat, um, mainly because I can get through them pretty quickly, um, whereas movies, they're, kind of longer form and i always have to pause it every once in a while just so i can go take a break um 
But with television shows, I, I usually watch television shows when I eat. But as far as movies that I like to watch while I eat, um, Chef is one. Um, uh, let's see. Um... Uh, speaking of ratatou ratatouille is one that I watch while I eat. Um, I actually watch the movie Coco while I eat. That's another. I even though that movie has nothing to do with food, um, it it I still a movie that I can enjoy watching while eating. It's a comfort food movie for me. Um, and then what else? I can tell you a bunch of movies that I wouldn't watch while I eat. Uh, Texas Chainsaw, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the original. Um, let's see, what other movie do I not want to watch while I eat? Uh, Deadpool one and two. I don't want to watch those while I eat because uh, there's specifically in the first one there's an entire three minute sequence involving uh, International Women's Day. Um, <laughs> uh, let's see, um, I'm looking at my, uh, my, my movies here to see which one I wouldn't want to watch while I eat. Oh, you know what, you know what scene always grosses me out? And it's the scene in, um, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom where they're, where they're sitting at that dinner table and they see the bowl and one of them has like the eyeball that floats out of the little, the little soup. I'm just like, no, no, I do not want to eat any of that food. Um, oh, you know what else? Actually, I'll, I'll, I'll say this as far as food that I actually want to eat. Um, Hook actually has a great dinner scene where it's basically all this imaginary food. But I got to say... If I was uh, if I was imagining food that I would eat, I would imagine probably like fried chicken, mac and cheese, and pizza, and baked potatoes. Oh, that'd be so good. That'd be a, that'd be a good Saturday night dinner for me. All right, uh, let's go ahead and move on to the next question. Um, thoughts on a sequel to Lion King twenty nineteen with Moonlight director Barry Jenkins. Um, okay, so. Hear me out, guys, okay? Back when The Lion King 2019 came out, I said that I loved it, okay? The more I watched it, the more I grew an actual um, hatefulness towards it. I actually do not like that movie now. Um, although, I love the fact that it's visually beautiful to look at. I think visually it's one of the, it's one of the most impressive things I've seen as far as a visual medium. Uh, as far as making an, an entire environment and creatures looking like they actually shot it in live action the thing i didn't like about it was that it is soulless unfortunately it is a soulless shot for shot remake of a movie that is actually a masterpiece um now i don't put a hundred percent of the blame on john favreau for that i put most of that blame on disney for having an idea to do the lion king um, I think, I think John Favreau was just trying to do the best he could with The Lion King, but Disney kind of, I don't know, this is just my theory, 
I feel like Disney kind of made him do a shot-for-shot remake instead of doing what he did with Jungle Book, which was basically tell a similar story, but also making it very different from the original. You know, I think that's why I loved, loved that live-action Jungle Book so much. Um, In fact, actually, I might go watch it. I'm I'm looking at it on my shelf, and it looks pretty good on my shelf. I think I'm going to watch it later tonight, but... Um, yeah, uh, so, but as far as a sequel, look, as long as it's not, like, I don't think they're gonna do a shot-for-shot remake of Simba's Pride. I don't think that's where they're gonna go. Plus, from what I've heard, this movie's gonna explore kind of an origin story of, uh, Mufasa, which will be interesting. And the fact that it's Barry Jenkins, who is an Academy, who won the Academy Award for Best Picture. For Moonlight. So, I mean, he at least directed the Moonlight, which did win Best Picture. Um, so, look, I am intrigued, but I'm also a little bit scared just because I know that this is a sequel to the 2019 movie, uh, which is which was... Yeah, we don't, we don't want to go there. Um, okay. Uh, next question. Did you see Jim Carrey as Joe Biden on the SNL? Yes, I did, actually. Um, so, I don't really get into politics on this show. I don't. Um, but I gotta say, Jim Carrey does a spot-on impression of, uh, of Joe Biden, actually. (laughs) And the makeup they put on him is actually really freaking good. Um, I don't know. I'm just kind of... The thing is, with that skit... It was funny for the beginning of it. Um, I'll say this. My favorite joke in the entire thing was Alec Baldwin as Donald Trump going, um, um, the coronavirus is a hoax, but I'll probably regret saying that uh, come Friday. Um, (laughs) That was was funny. That got a laugh out of me. But I will say, halfway through the skit, I... Felt like the shtick was just getting a little old. Um, just halfway through it, I felt like it was getting a little old, and I just felt like they were just repeating certain jokes that um, that I just got tired of at that point. So, but as far as Jim Carrey as Joe Biden, man, they're doing a they did a good job with his makeup, and Jim Carrey does a solid impression of. <laughs> <laughs> of Joe Biden, I will say that. So, all right. Um, do you think Sony will use Doctor Strange to cross Tom Holland over with the Venom, with Venom, or or even Miles Morales from Spider Verse? Um, I oh, I think it's a guarantee. I in fact, I think Marvel. Um, I think Marvel is going to go down the route of multiple universes. Um, I think they're going to do what DC is doing and go down the route of the multiverse. Um, and alternate realities and stuff like that. And plus, they kind of set that up with Avengers Endgame with the time heist. Um, basically, coming up with all these new different realities where um, you know there is a reality where Thor doesn't have his hammer and life kind of sucks at Asgard right now. Or... You have um, an alternate reality where Loki took the 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 Tesseract and kind of went off and did his own thing, which we'll see in the Loki television series. 
But what I also think, I think WandaVision is going to set up the events of Spider-Man 3 and Doctor Strange uh, 2. Because here's, here's the thing. And I know this is a question that would more be that would be better at, for um, for the Web Slingers podcast, but I just got to say it right here since we're already at this point. Um, I think what's going to happen in WandaVision, I think WandaVision is going to basically be Wanda Maximoff creates this alternate reality where her and Vision are living this perfect life together. You know, where Vision never died and where, Vi- and where her and Vision are living a perfect life as a married couple. And then, while having that, while having done that, she ends up screwing up reality and opening up all these alternate realities where everything's going to come full circle and just come crossing paths with a lot of different things, you know. And I feel like that will lead into uh, Spider-Man 3, where we're going to see an alternate version of Electro. Uh, well, we're not seeing an alternate version of Electro, but Jamie Foxx is returning to play Electro in Spider-Man 3. Um, odds are I, will not, I won't have any doubts if we end up seeing Tobey Maguire or Andrew Garfield in um, Spider-Man 3. Um... But also, I believe the Miles Morales from the Spider-Verse animated film will show up, and it will be Shamik Moore as Miles Morales. Um, and I don't know. I'm just. I. It just. It's. It's intriguing because I think. I think. This is gonna have. This is gonna be a continuing storyline where WandaVision is gonna impact not just Doctor Strange too. It's also going to impact Spider-Man 3. Spider-Man 3 is not even going to be... It's not even just going to be a sequel to Spider-Man Far From Home and Spider-Man Homecoming. It's going to be more of a sequel to WandaVision, the television show. And then Doctor Strange 2 will be more... Will not just be a sequel to the first Doctor Strange, but it will also be a sequel to... um, to Spider-Man 3 and WandaVision. So it will kind of be its own little trilogy there. And I think the multiverse is... And I think the one major fact that connects those three specifically... Is this idea of alternate realities and multiple universes. You know? Because I don't think Black Widow is going to touch the multiverse. Shang-Chi, I don't think is going to do it. Um, Eternals, I don't think is going to go down, down the route of multiple universes... Um, I think they want to leave that to WandaVision, Spider-Man 3, and especially since they just added Doctor Strange to, they just added Doctor Strange to Spider-Man 3, and he's now going to be kind of like the new mentor that Tony Stark was. Um, I think they're going to kind of have that multiple, that multiverse being a consistent through line with all the movies and i think spider-man will be in doctor strange too now that doctor strange is going to be in spider-man 3 i have no doubts 
that Tom Holland is going to end up being in um, in Doctor Strange 2. You know, I have no doubt that, that Tom Holland as Spider-Man will be in Doctor Strange 2. So, um, all right. Uh, and the final question, and this is a personal one. That's, that's just interesting. Uh, where do you see yourself in five years? What a weird and interesting question. Um, I personally, my goal for the next five years is to just work on this and make it so as I can, uh, make it so that I can do, so that I can complete, achieve a goal of becoming a director. Cause that's always been the goal ever since I was nine years old. I've want, I've always wanted to be a director, um, and each step that I've taken while, you know, starting a YouTube, from starting a YouTube channel to uh, filming skits through doing all four years of video production in high school to doing this podcast about movies, um, it is something that I have been chasing towards and something that I've been working on. And now that I'm get, starting to start making movies on my own, you know, I have... I have a short film that is very close to actually starting production next year. Um, I even have um, I have uh, a um, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think what else. Um, I also oh I have a couple other short film ideas that I'm working on. In fact, I'm writing a, I'm going to start writing the script to one of them very soon. So I my, where where do I see myself in five years? Doing this, making short films, doing the podcast, and my goal is to eventually make this a full time gig. Because I've I've you guys know. You guys who've listened to me know this isn't a full-time job for me. It is more of like a hobby that I get paid for. You know, it's not really a full-time thing. It's not like it pays my my bills or anything. Um, But the goal is for it to be that job that I can make a good, solid foundation a good solid living out of you know i want to turn zeke said so into kind of like a little production company where we not only produce podcast shows but we also produce movies and web series you know i want that's what i want zeke said so to be that's my goal and i'm gonna work on that for the next five years the next five years are going to be me working on that making new and exciting changes that are coming and you know um and change is good you know you don't want to keep doing the same thing and that's something i've learned over the past over the past couple years was sometimes change is good you know i've noticed more people listen to my podcast nowadays more people listen to my podcast than they than they were watching my youtube videos that's an honest truth. And now people are starting to return to the YouTube channel because they missed the YouTube videos. Um, which, by the way, I did upload. I did re-upload War for the Geeks. So if you want to go check that out on YouTube, definitely check it out. Um, but, yeah, no. My goal is to basically just get back into the 
into just uh, getting movies made and also turning Zeke Said So into what I believe it could be. You know, I do believe this could be something. And you don't just... Something I always learned, something I learned when I was in middle school from a couple teachers, not one in particular, but a couple, was to just not give up. You know, even if it seems like it's tough at first, you don't give up. You know, you just keep going, you just keep moving, and just, uh, just don't let it go. You know, you, you keep moving forward. You take, you know, even if you fail and fail and fail and fail, you're eventually going to learn something and get it right. You know, you learn from the failures. You know, one of the things I learned from an interview that I watched with um, John Favreau, you know, he was talking about how, you know, failure is tough. You know, you don't learn, you don't learn from the wins. You learn from, you know, he compared it to cooking. You know, you learn from, you learn by touching the stove. You know, that's you. You learn from the failures. And I don't care how many times I fail. Or how many times I've I failed to get to gain a new audience? I will keep trying. I will do whatever I can to get an audience to watch. And you know, um, I um, I believe I believe I got something here. Deep down, in my opinion, I believe. Deep down in my heart, I do believe that I have something that works. I just got to keep working at it. And if I keep working at it, then it eventually will get there. So, but, yep, uh, that will do it, guys, for this episode of the Zig Senso Show. Thank you, guys. Thank you to all of you who sent in the questions. I do appreciate it. Um, it does mean a lot that you guys would send in these questions. And also, just give us some interesting topics to talk about. You know, we... We, we talk about a lot of cool stuff on the Zeke Setso Show. Sometimes we get personal, but you know what? Sometimes personal is good. Sometimes personal is great because you don't, you're not putting on a fake mask, you know? A lot of people put on these fake personas and they aren't willing to show who they truly are. But honestly, I, you know, the same guy who you hear on the microphone is the same guy you'll probably meet outside, you know? Um, yeah... I'm a little shy at first, but that same passion that I have for film, you you see that in real life. Oh, you see it in real life. You see it. Um, but anyway, guys, that will do it for this episode of the Zeke Said So Show. Thank you so much for listening. Um, once again, there's a brand new episode of Throwback Thursday and a brand new episode of the Web Stringers podcast up on the podcast feed. Thank you guys so much for listening, and I will talk to you guys later. Peace out. Oh,